How does one get their drivers? How does one get good grades? How does one know for sure? How does one handle the transition into starting their own independent life in college? Hello again, I'm Sarah, and this is the How Does One podcast. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this podcast. I really appreciate it. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow and like the podcast. Feel free to share it with anybody, leave a review and rating. All of that really helps promote the podcast, and it helps me create awesome content that I know people will like, and it really helps me fine-tune what works and what doesn't. So I'd really appreciate it if you did all that. If you're here from Depop, thank you so much for checking it out. If you message me, uh, I will give you 10 to 20% off of your next order, um, so you should definitely cash in on that. Uh, but yeah, so today is Wednesday. I It's actually like 9, but I still feel like I just got out of school. I started school this week, and even though it's only day 3, and I really don't go to school for like a full day of what you would in public school, it just, uh, I'm so exhausted, and I'm just not used to having to do work, and I don't have a lot of homework, honestly, even though I'm taking a lot of honors classes, but I'm not really getting that typical honors load, which I really appreciate, especially as a senior, you know, it just, it gets exhausting, and so it's just kind of hard to, like, retrain myself, especially after so many months, so I'm just, like, really tired, and finding time to record is not the easiest, Like, I could have recorded tomorrow, but I knew that if I didn't do it now, that I probably would lose motivation. Um, So yeah, so that's just what's going on in my life. How are you? How are you doing? Thank you for sharing that with me. Okay, well, now that we've caught up on each other's weeks, uh, today's topic is talking about, um, like, making the best of where you are and what you, like, where you're placed in life right now. And so I know that, like, with school... And even if you're not like a high school student, let's say you're a college student, you know, we're not always going to get into that college that we want to get into. And you're, it's so easy, at least for me, to like not be motivated to put in as much work because I don't have what I want. And I feel like everybody can relate to that. And if you don't, then, then you're magic because I cannot relate. But I very easily... I'm like, oh, well, this isn't the way I want it, so I'm not going to put in any work. And that's really not the attitude I should be having, and I'm very aware of that. But sometimes it still comes out, even though I try very hard to not. So it's just what I'm going to be talking about and just talking about how to make the best of where you're at, even if it's not exactly where you want to be. So I think the first thing I just want to address is that we don't always get to choose how life turns out. You know, I didn't imagine myself being in a Christian school uh, all through high school, uh, not sure why, shout out to mom for very regularly reminding me that I'm gonna be here forever, um, but that's not really what I had imagined, I had hoped that I'd be able to go back to public school, and, you know, although I love the students at my school, the class options aren't always the best, it's very limited, um, when I was in public school, there was, like, four different levels, and there was, like, three forms of honors, and then core, Whereas here we have core and honors, um, but the honors class isn't very different from core. So although I get those points, and although I'm grateful for that, I feel like I'm not being pushed as much as I used to. And sometimes it leads to me not having as much motivation because it's just, it's boring. I don't find it interesting and it's not like stimulating me. So it's things like that. I just, it's not always the way I wanted life to turn out, but I do acknowledge that, you know, 
even though I wish my classes had more variety and even though you know a tiny little Christian school isn't what I was imagining myself graduating from I don't get to choose how life turns out with things like that so I'm just gonna like take advantage of it so that's where a focus of my like examples are gonna be from is like school but obviously you can make this applicable to so many different things whether it be um, I don't know, the band chair you have, you know, you wish you were a higher chair, but instead you're just number 10, you know, and you want to be number five, I don't know, or if you didn't make it into advanced choir, or if you had hoped to get a really high grade on the ACT and didn't, you know, things like that. So it's just like trying to take advantage of where you're at, if that makes sense. I hope that makes sense because I feel like that's an easy concept to describe. So the first thing, um, even though the last thing was the first thing, this is also the first thing. It's talking about, I'm, <laughs> words, I'm going to be talking about your attitude. So I can't remember what the context was, but I had a friend tell me one time that bad attitudes lead to bad days. And I'm sure that's like a Pinterest quote that he just quoted to me. But I was like, wow, words of wisdom right there. And it honestly stuck with me for a long time because I was like, wow, that's true. And I'm a very negative person if you don't know me personally. Like, I tend to be very pessimistic. I'm very much a realist. And I can be like playful and like imaginative at times. But for the most part, I'm very grounded in reality, sometimes to a fault. And it tends to make me be very negative and very pessimistic on, like, outcomes. And I I can be imaginative in the sense that I can see something working out. Like, I, I, I guess a visionary would be the right word. Like, for certain projects or even, like, with this podcast, like, I could imagine pieces coming together. And I had a lot of people telling me, like, no, that's dumb. Like, that's not going to work. And it ended up working out great. And a lot of people loved it. So it's, like, stuff like that. Like, I can see that and I can be positive in that aspect. But you tell me that you're feeling sick, you're gonna make me frustrated, one, because I feel like you're complaining, but two, I'm gonna be like, okay, well, cool, like, get over it, you'll be fine, you know, that kind of, like, negative, and not so much like, oh, okay, like, we'll work through this together, you know, if that makes sense, so just kind of focusing on your attitude, if you expect the worst, you'll get the worst out, um, I recently almost had to do a project with somebody in my class who I have very mixed feelings on but that's not part of the point the focus is that this person doesn't have much of a work ethic like they're not very motivated to do work and they don't do it and I was very aware of that and I am a control freak so I know that when I get partnered with those kinds of people I tend to take over and I do the whole project on my own and then I'm bitter about it for like a month so I was trying to avoid that but I was really ticked off about having to be this person's partner and it was so silly and honestly I I do feel like bad because this person definitely acknowledged that I was not over the moon about being partners with them but I feel like they also acknowledged that nobody wants to be partners with them so it's not so much that I did something but it's just in general I'm sorry I'm ranting but with that I had a really bad attitude and really low expectations for this project and honestly had we done it together it would have turned out really really bad because I was so stubborn that I was like I'm not about to share my notes with you um and I don't think he knew that but I was not intending on sharing my notes or putting in more work than he was like I was gonna match it to a T like I'm not gonna put in more work to this and allow you to get part of my grade like that's just not fair and so because I had such a bad attitude it honestly put me in a bad mood for like a day and a half and as soon as my teacher informed us that it wasn't a group project and we had just misunderstood 
I was so relieved. It was honestly disappointing. Like, my whole day lit up. I went home and told my mom. She's like, oh, that's why you're in a good mood. It's just like, wow, like, that was kind of embarrassing of how petty I was to, like, be so frustrated. But I don't know. I feel like it's a little justified because I was very aware that I was going to end up taking over the project. And I'm trying to, like, avoid doing that. I feel like I enable people by doing that. Another thing that I, I'm seeing really consistently, like, bad attitudes about is wearing masks. So if you go to school with me, then you know that I do take off my mask during the day. Um, I, if I'm far enough from people or I need to eat or something, I'm going to pull off my mask or uh, just pull it down maybe or expose my nose. You know, I'm going to do those things because I know that I need to breathe and I know that I haven't been around anybody um, which you can hear that and be like, oh my god, but you might. Okay, shut your mouth. I'm still talking. Um, but I also know that at the end of the day, if we just sit around being terrified all the time, we're gonna end up fixing nothing. So I know that it's okay to pull off my mask and remind people, like, hey, like, this is what normal looks like. Like, this is what we're trying to get back to. Don't get stuck on that idea that we always have to wear masks. Um, and so I don't mind wearing a mask. Like, I don't have a problem with it. I want to keep people safe. Like, I'm going to distance from you. I'm going to wear it when I'm in a crowd and when I'm around people. Um, and I just, I don't mind them, but I hear people complain about them all the time. Like, oh, it's itchy. Oh, I can't breathe. And I mean, I have the same thoughts. I'm like, wow, my mask knee, like her skin is not doing good, but you're not going to hear me complain about it. And that's the difference is when you're willing to verbalize and start complaining about things, you're more willing to pull it into existence. So let's say you really hate wearing your mask. If you don't say anything, you, nobody else needs to know. And everybody else is going to be like, wow, like, she's so positive wearing her mask and keeping us all safe. That's awesome. But when you run around, you're like, oh my gosh, I hate this mask. It's so ugly. It makes my nose look big. Like, okay, what are you fixing? Nothing. Like, your complaints fix nothing. And instead, they put everybody else in a bad mood because we're all like, yeah, they do stink. You know, so stuff like that. It's like, if you had a better attitude about it, you could really influence a large group of people and you could influence yourself. Another thing of seeing the good in all situations would be when relationships fall through, whether that be a romantic relationship, a platonic relationship, or like a friendship, um, and that's definitely something I personally am having to work through right now. I was friends with somebody for about a year, and we had gotten into an argument over the summer, and I will take responsibility for my own actions. I didn't address it in a very mature way. Um, I just was kind of beating around the bush with it and ended up hurting this person uh, more than they really needed to be hurt. Um, and my intention was not to hurt them. In my mind, my intention was to just cut things off cleanly, but it ended up just turning out to be more messy. Um, and so I still go to see this person like regularly, like we run into each other quite often. and it's kind of awkward because really nobody knows that we're not friends anymore and I'm not gonna like spill tea on this person so I'm not trying to like make sure everybody knows and so it's a hard balance because I I don't know if she is also on the same page but we're just kind of trying to keep things on the down low is what I've understood um and so it's hard because I was really close with this person and now I get frustrated when they enter the room I have a really hard time talking with them and not pointing out their flaws and just being angry 
And through that relationship, it's taught me that I need to be more patient with people. I am very impatient. But it's also given me an opportunity to focus on other healthy relationships. And um, a big problem with that person was that I felt like they weren't really putting in the time to uh, check on me or to ever message me. Like, it was a very one-sided relationship where I was the one putting in all the energy and really just trying to be the one to maintain the friendship. And they weren't doing that for me, I felt and so in dropping that person and not having that person in my life i'm now able to see oh this girl here and this boy here you know these two people are very close to me and they uh, respond consistently they message me it's not one-sided like we're both putting an effort in maintaining a friendship and it's really helped me focus on them and not be chasing after people who aren't going to put the same amount of value on me and so through that you know it's a sad situation i wish it had ended cleaner um but I know that wishing it could change is not going to change anything. I know that if I just focus on the positive through it, I'm going to be able to move on and be fine. Being a solution finder is kind of like my next point for taking advantage of these things. Uh, and by that I mean when life presents you with a problem, you need to be ready to find creative ways to remove that problem. We're never going to live a problem-free life. You know, you're always going to encounter that argument or you're that person who really bothers you or uh, you're going to run out of money. You know, there's always going to be some form of situation, whether it's severe or it's just mild. Um, you're always going to have some kind of problem in your life. However, your problems don't need to become your life, if that makes sense. So you can be in debt, but you should not become so swarmed with anxiety and frustration about the place that you're at when you're in debt. Obviously, you know, it's a terrible place to be. I'm not minimizing that at all. I'm not saying that you always need to be positive when you're in that kind of situation, but finding creative solutions is a great way to take advantage of where you're at instead of wishing you could be somewhere else. So by finding creative ways to work out problems, um, you know, for example, that project I had to do with that person, I could have very easily said, okay, well, you didn't do research, but I'm also not going to let us fall behind on this project. So how about I start and then you can come and join me later when you have your research done and we can compare notes or something. Or with that relationship with that person that I'm just kind of struggling with maintaining, a creative solution would be treating them nicely even though we have tension and even though things are kind of awkward. Uh, or doing things that show that I'm sorry but I'm not trying to be friends, you know? You can always do that. You can be nice to people. You can be cordially. Like, you don't have to just treat them like they're dirt because you're not friends anymore and that's not something you should be doing to people because that's just plain mean but yeah so finding creative solutions my mom always tells me to be a solution finder I'll tell her you know my little pessimistic brain is like oh this is wrong nope and a lot of times I'm stating it so that we can find a solution but she translates it differently but love you mom um so she'll tell me to be a solution finder so for example um if I can't find a certain item that I really need for editing or for working or something, she'll tell me, okay, we'll be a solution finder. And it sounds so annoying when she says it, but I understand what she means is that, okay, you have a problem. What are you going to do? Well, my options could be look for whatever I need. Let's say it's an external drive that has all my files. Um, so whether it be looking for that or it's uh, 
find another way or edit something else, you know, just trying to find solutions. And, you know, if you're not used to being a solution guided person, if you're like me and you just state the problem and wait for somebody else to bring you the solution, it may help to just state any solution, like whether it be writing it out on a paper for yourself, even if it's a dumb solution, just putting it down could be enough to get your brain rolling with better and more innovative solutions. And then addressing something that I've kind of mentioned before is like focusing on the now in the future. If you're in a place that you don't really want to be, let's say you're at a school you don't want to be, let's say you're in a job that you don't want to be, you want to be somewhere else, you want to be working in a higher position or you want to be in a better school, you know, focusing on the now and the future are very important. Uh, I think the biggest way to recognize this is knowing that just because something was good in the past doesn't mean it's going to be good in the future and acknowledging that because it was good in the past does not mean it can't be good in the future uh so just focusing on the now will really help you i think it's also an attitude thing like if you're able to focus on what's going on now you're able to better your attitude so something i'm hearing a lot at school is like oh my gosh i hate covid i'm so ready to get rid of corona okay cool wow oh my gosh you're so creative with that unique statement like everybody recognizes that corona sucks that covid is not what we need right now but stating it does not change anything what you should be doing is looking for ways on how to sanitize better how to create more socially distanced areas because that is what's going to fix the problem your goal is to be looking for ways to fix the now problem in the long term so let's say the place where you're at that you don't want to be at is, um, I don't know, and a role you got in a play or um, at a, a reader's theater. <laughs> I was going to say a movie, but I was like, I don't think that that is a very relatable example. So like a reader's theater is more relatable. <laughs> um, so let's say you're playing um, Macbeth in the reader's theater you're doing and that's not the role you wanted you wanted to play his father or whatever and so instead of being like ugh, i don't want to play macbeth you can decide to take more acting classes you can decide to gain more experience talk to your peers talk to whoever's leading it you know get that experience like extra bonus points is the way i'm going to explain it get that to help you move forward Yes, you're stuck as Macbeth and you want to be his father instead, but that's just not a realistic option. So instead, what you can do is improve it so that next time you can get that role you want. Uh, for myself, um, I did a fine arts competition one time and I'm a musician. I sing, I play guitar, and in this competition I had sung and it really wasn't that competitive but i had put very little effort in i hadn't really thought about the song the song had a small amount of range it was very repetitive um it was like a lower toned song too so it didn't take much vocal power to sing and i didn't pass through even through like from the tryouts i didn't even make it to round one you know and i was upset i was like are you serious i'm an amazing singer like what my pride was really showing in that moment i'm sorry um and I was like so upset, but I knew realistically I hadn't put in enough work, I hadn't chosen a good song, my track wasn't great, and my stage presence was okay, but it could have been worked on. So it's those little things, so instead of being like, oh, that's so unfair, like they should have given me a second chance and seen what else I could do, I recognize that there are things I can do to make it better, so that I can take advantage of where I am. 
where I was, I could have chosen a better song. I could have practiced more and it would have gotten me where I wanted to be. So instead of being like, oh, where I'm at, I can't move. Well, that's not true at all because everybody was at your point in some point, you know? <laughs> yes, let's say point like four times in that sentence. Um, I guess the best way, like, I kind of visualized it. Let's say you work at Chipotle and you're working as a busser, but you want to be a cook. Well, that cook had to be a busser first. He needed that experience before they told him, yeah, you're familiar enough that we can make you a cook now. So everybody started at that point. So that excuse of like, oh, I can't get anywhere from where I'm at right now. Like, I need this or I need that. That's not true because somebody did it somehow before you. And that kind of brings me into my last point. Um, And I feel like this podcast was kind of shorter and that was kind of the intention. So I hope you enjoyed the shorter one. Maybe you're more motivated to listen all the way through. Um, Speaking of which, I can like see what points people listen at. And like if somebody jumps around, like I can see that. And it's the weirdest thing to view. Like there'll just be these blocks of time where people didn't listen. I'm like is that where I'm talking? (laughs) People just not interested? Yeah, so fun fact, in case you were wondering what kind of things my analytics show me. Um, yeah. So my last point is, uh, which I kind of touched on the last, uh, talking point, sorry, I'm saying point all over again, um, is taking advantage of all the resources you currently have at hand. Uh, just because you want to be big or you want to be somewhere else isn't going to change anything. You need to be using the current resources available to you to prove that, you know, you can be trusted with what you have now and you can be trusted with what you're going to be given with later. So my current example is that I'd really like a new guitar. Uh, I currently have a Fender. I don't really know the model off the top of my head, but it was like 150 bucks. It's, it was a good starter guitar. I bought it when I was a freshman. I was just starting guitar. I didn't really think I was going to keep playing it, but I'm still playing it. And um, I, I would not say that I'm an expert guitarist, but I'm good enough that I can maintain a beat, uh, keep an okay-ish strum pattern, and play all the chords correctly with a capo. Um, and so I'm just kind of at a point where I'd like a new guitar. You know, I've had this guitar since I was a freshman. It was a good starter. But now I'd like something with a better sound quality, better wood, you know, just something maybe not necessarily with more weight, but just so you can tell it has more quality in it. I want something that looks like somebody's taken the time to put it in there. Well, that's not a resource I have at hand right now. I have my current guitar and that's where I'm at right now. And that's where I'm going to have to work. But the thing is that because I've had that guitar and I've been taking advantage of it for four years, not a great guitar, sound not awesome, but it works and I'm going to use it. Because I've taken advantage of that, my parents are considering buying me a new guitar, which would be awesome, uh, especially if I don't have to pay for it because I don't really like buying big items. I have a hard time spending that kind of money. It makes me nervous. Um, So yeah, like I've proven myself I can work with a cheap, not great acoustic guitar, and they know that because I took care of it and took care of it like it was a nice guitar, I should be able to take care of and manage a nice guitar someday. And so that's just kind of what I mean by that. It's, you know, if you can be trusted with a little, you can be trusted with a lot, which is like a a paraphrase of a a verse in the Christian Bible. You know, it's that idea of people can see you taking care of one dog. They know you can take care of five or whatever. I feel like that was kind of extreme, but (laughs) you get the idea. 
And so, uh, like, a situation that could be relatable to you is, um, let's say you don't have a job and you just work off of allowance. You know, if your parents are giving you five bucks a month and you're being responsible with that five dollars, whether that be, you know, you put some of it into savings, even though it's only five bucks, um, and you're not spending much on food, you know, they can see that you're being responsible. And so if your parents can afford it, they may be more open to expanding your, uh, I totally just blanked out on that word. I'm sorry. <laughs> they can expand your allowance. Or let's say uh, you want a new phone. If you take care of your little Motorola for seven months, then hopefully you should be able to tell your parents that you deserve an iPhone and that you can be trusted and that you've made good choices on your Motorola and now you can make good choices on your iPhone. You know, things like that. It's just taking advantage of what you have. So even though you may not like your little Motorola, that's where you're at now. And you're going to love that little Motorola because it allows you to contact the outside world. And so that one day when you're where you want to be, which is with a nice iPhone, you can prove to everybody that you handled it well. You had a positive attitude. You looked for things realistically, objectively, and you looked for long-term solutions to things. So with that, I'm just going to wrap up this episode. Um, thank you again so much for listening. Uh, if you didn't catch it in the beginning, my name is Sarah. I'm a high school senior. I am a Depop seller. If you like to find my Depop, uh, I will have my username in the description. I, uh, If you don't know what Depop is, it is like an online thrift store like, post, I guess. It's like cooler eBay. Um, so I really enjoy doing that. I make a pretty decent income from it and I'm helping fast fashion and whatnot and like reducing that. I don't know. That's not really my passion, but whatever. Selling my old clothes is kind of my passion right now. So yeah. And sleep is definitely a well-needed passion of mine. Um, so yeah, if you listen to this, please wish me luck for the next eight months of school and of projects and all that good stuff i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope it encouraged you in some way uh don't forget to like follow review rate all those little options uh it really helps my podcast to help it get found and if you'd like to even share this episode i would deeply appreciate that um yeah thank you so much and stay safe